I'm Brenda. And I'm Christy. We're two friends from high school who are connecting and reconnecting over music and memories. Welcome to Normal Bias Podcast. We're glad you're here. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Normal Bias Podcast. I'm really excited about tonight. We have a special guest, someone I'm meeting for the first time, someone who's been friends with Christy and their lives have um, intersected. And so I would like to introduce you to Jolie Gray. Hi. Hi. Jolie is coming to us live from Gonzales, Texas. Yes. So I think I just, I feel like I need to say this between my small town internet and your small town internet, Jolie, like if it, if we start to sound like robots, just hang on, it'll, it'll level, we'll be fine. So, um, so Jolie, I, I, I just told Jolie, I was like, I'm going to talk about you a little bit and then I just want you to talk. But, um, so Jolie and I are, we are one of my favorite kinds of friends because we met on social media. We have a, we have a mutual real life friend and a lot of mutual real life interests. And we kind of just kept bumping into each other on social media. Um, and then we became friends and like real life friends. And so, um, and I have, I've learned so much from you, Jolie. You, like there's, there just aren't enough words to describe you, but will you tell us, just tell us like who you are, tell us about your people, what you do, and then we'll talk more about you. Um, I'm Jolie. I am a teacher, kind of second go round at teaching. I took a break after our son was born. I'm kind of going backwards here, just hang with me. I'll back all the way up to the whole story. Um, I started um, teaching again after my son went to kindergarten. We have one son. Um, he was about five and was headed back to kindergarten. I had been home with him five years doing social media, some marketing, some branding for a couple of small businesses. Um, my husband and I took kind of a giant leap of faith for me to leave the classroom the first time and do that. And that was really just kind of a catalyst for a lot of life changes for us. Um, I'm married to the same person I've been dating since I was a sophomore in high school. We were 15 and 16 when we started dating, 20 and 21 when we got married. Um, I like to think we're a little bit older and wiser now, uh, <laughs> but we're still learning and growing as we go. Um, we did recently, I've told them well, it wasn't all that recently. This is actually the five-year anniversary of us being in the house we built when we moved back home. Um, and we, you know, just kind of have a heart for marriages and young couples and ministry. And our, that has kind of changed and been multifaceted too in our, our marriage and our life. And um, I like coffee and sunroofs and jeeps and pretty weather and Aggie football. <laughs> that's you in a nutshell, but that's yeah. kind of like, that's kind of, that, that is you, but there's so much more to you. So I, one of the things that we do for our guests is we always, we give them the words that come to mind when we think about them. Um, and I actually, I filled up my whole paper with your words. I made myself stop because I was like, we're not going to take up the whole recording <laughs> how awesome she is. So you're awesome. Um, and I mean that because if you, we wouldn't be hanging out if you weren't, um, cause nobody's got time for that. But the words that come to mind for you, you're smart. You are, you are such an intelligent person, but you're also smart. You're people smart and your life smart. And that 
whatever you do, whether it's like a throwdown off the cuff, like a casual thing or something that you've really curated and put together that, that you've written or something, it's just always top notch. Like you really truly think things through and you do your research. And um, you know, I love the science and all the things. Um, and you are articulate, you're a writer, um, and you are a great speaker. You are so good at getting your point across. I don't ever read anything that you've written or walk away from a conversation wondering, Man, I wonder what she really meant. Cause you say it like you, you say what you mean. Um, you are, we can't know you without knowing you as Mrs. Gray. Like wife is like your gods and then your Mr. Gray's and then your Hayes's mom. Like that's, that's, you keep it real and you keep it straight. Um, and I love that being a wife is the, one of the very first things you always, like that's, I can't know you and know you on social media without knowing how much you value, not just marriage, like your marriage, but marriages. Um, you're a mom, you're an advocate, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more. You're a teacher, um, you're a great listener, you are generous with your knowledge and with your time and with whatever you have. You are a researcher. You are one of those people that you always kind of know what's coming next, like with products and things. You're just one of those cool people that's like, oh yeah, well, this is this is the best cup or this is the best lotion or this is the whatever. <laughs> um, you have whatever that is that I don't have. So um, she's also really good with affiliate links and stuff like that. So y'all should follow her account that does that. Um, you are an encourager. You speak the truth, but you also, you speak life into people. You've spoken life into me for the last few years. You are accountable to your people and you hold us accountable. And I appreciate that. You're funny. You're very witty, but you're just, you're just funny. And I love talking to you. You are determined. Like my last three are all, I got into a little bit of alliteration, but you're determined, you're dedicated and you're disciplined. When you start like with your self care, you do it. You don't just say, man, I think I should work out. Like you get up and you put on your leggings and you drive. It's not easy for you to get to the gym, but you go do it. Uh, and then you, like, when you say you're going to drink water, like you do, like you do what you say you're going to do. And that's something that I think I fall short in a lot, especially with self-care stuff and health. Um, and I think you, like, you're, just so, you're just so after God's heart. And that's, so if you guys, I, I want, I'm going to stop for, stop talking for a second, Jolie. Tell me on social media, there's several places I can find you. I like to follow you on Instagram and on Instagram, tell me what is your account? On Instagram, it's the underscore gray matters. Um, gray with an A, like the American gray, not E, which is the English way. I didn't know that until we'd been married for like 10 or 12 years and a friend of ours was like, oh, the American or English? I was like, oh. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So gray with an A, the underscore gray matters. Mm -hmm. um, and then Facebook, my like public page ha had to be difficult because the gray matters, which is like your brain matter is also people really think it's witty and funny. So there are no versions of the gray matters on Facebook that are left. So I had to be Mrs. Dot gray matters on Facebook. So it's a little different, but my Instagram has a link to my Facebook page. Well, you, you're in now. You might as well say hi. Hi. Hey, I James. Just <laughs> trying to be cool. No, that's okay. You're cool enough for us. All right. 
James is going to the big man store because he has to replace the pee trap in our bathroom. Mm. So Jelly, where do you do your, like, like your, I don't want to say product reviews, but where, like you, where do you post about products and things like that that you love? Mostly on that Facebook page, the Mrs. Dot Gray Matters. Um, I do have like a little group that is people who I know want to hear about things I want to say anything about because I don't want to just spam like my words with products. I have to really like the product a lot to put it over there, but yeah, there's another group and I don't know what it's called. Um, the well, Gray Matters Favorites or Jolie's Favorites or something. There's a link to it somewhere, I'm sure. Because I usually am pretty thorough when I set stuff up and then I forget about it because I've done it so well it just works. So <laughs> I don't know yeah. where it is. I totally get it. And then on Fridays, one of the really fun things that you do um, when there's not a pandemic on is so Fridays when you're in the car and you're in the car line, you have car line confessions on Friday. Um, and so that started as like a joke because when Hayes was in kindergarten, he didn't understand why I was so far back in the line. <laughs> he was always asking me why I wasn't first. And I said, okay, well, here's the deal. I get out early on Friday. I'll do all what I need to do. And then I'll make it a point to be in the line early on Fridays. Well, I was just sitting there for like an hour. I mean, I had a book, but like, I literally, I'm in the car for, I don't even know, the first few years I was really early. And so I was like, I gotta do something. So it started on Fridays and when he was in kindergarten as just like me being like, oh, I found this in my purse. This is one of my favorite things, you know. And now it's turned into like I kind of wrap up or talk about things that have been in my heart or, um, you know, kind of whatever's on just on my brain or that people have asked about. It all seems to fall in clumps. And so I kind of use that Friday to like wrap it up and expound on it a little bit and have just a little more info with it. Very cool. So one of the things I like about on your Instagram, on your stories, you're really good. You, you are in God's word all the time and you share on your stories. You'll share part of what you're reading and you'll kind of highlight and, and talk through what jumps out at you or what you've learned about the passage. So I think that's so great for people, whether you know the Bible or you don't know the Bible. Um, I, I like what you post about it. I like your stories. Um, but you, the reason, well, we invited you because you're you, because you're awesome and I like to hang out with you, but specifically because you have made it a point to watch your health, take care, make sure you're working towards being fit to you're working on spending time with your husband, spending time in your marriage, um, you're working more on Sabbathing and resting and you just really have in the past couple of years, I don't know if, if it's just that I'm just new to it, but I've seen a change in you. I've seen kind of your heart turning more towards home, like towards home and taking care of the things there. And you have, you have a really important job as a wife as, and as a mom, but a few years ago, you guys, your world was rocked. What happened with Hayes? Um, so it's been five years and a month, basically now, the 22nd, yeah, a month. Um, so he are, at that time, Hayes was four. It was the week of his fifth birthday. Um, he had been super irritable, going to the bathroom a ton, just this insatiable thirst that we could not, 
the child used to would like pick up a cup and if it had soda or sparkling water or anything like bubbly, he would spit it out immediately. He was chugging it down. So thirsty, so irritable, not even like our kid. And we were thinking like, well, maybe it's like a, you know, developmental step or something. And I have an early childhood degree. I mean, I didn't know of any particular developmental step that looked like this, but I don't know everything. So um, we kind of waited and watched it for a week and a half or so, and then just really started calling in some wise counsel and talking to some people in the medical field and researching on our own and just really started leaning toward, no, something is really wrong. Um, so we took him into a local pediatrician that was not actually our pediatrician on Sunday morning, September 22nd of 2015. And his blood glucose levels were elevated at the time, if I remember correctly, it was 262, um, which is not high on a diagnosis scale necessarily, but it's very high compared to like you or I, we would walk into a fasting blood glucose test at 70 or 80-ish most mornings. Um, so they sent him to Dell Children in Austin, which I cannot say enough good thing about the people at Dell, about the care at Dell, about the team we were assigned to based on just who was on call. Um, it was very much well-ordained for us to walk in there that particular time, that particular day. Um, but it was very scary and it was a very new diagnosis of type one diabetes. And we didn't know what that was or what that looked like or anything. Um, so we were there three days got him kind of back under control, got his, um, uh, not under control, that's not even the right term, but got him back to a safe range where he wasn't in. He was in DKA when he was diagnosed, which is diabetic ketoacidosis. Um, and it, it's scary. It can be life-threatening. Um, and so went from there, got lots of education, came back in a couple weeks, got some more education, and then got paired with our endo team. And now we see them every 90 days um, for just regular checkups and maintenance and things. Um, but our team has empowered us to really do a lot of the legwork on our own and know that we know our child best. And so as long as we're doing things within the you know confines of sound medical practice, um, you know, we're, we're able to make changes as we need to and dose things as we need to. And we're actually using currently a method that is most closely related to a doctor out of Round Rock who also has type one, but has kind of changed the way that a lot of people are managing blood sugars with all the technology and things that are available now. So that's been a long journey though, from like where we started to where we are now, obviously. Um, but yeah, so just over five years ago, we started this new little journey with a, you know, a four-year-old that on his fifth birthday, we didn't have a clue what we were doing. He had a soccer game. He wanted birthday cake. He wanted to eat at Pizza Hut. We didn't know what was happening. We were just kind of winging it and calling the after hours line, like, now what do we do? You know, <laughs> so it was, it was very interesting, but we, here we are now and it's all looking up, so well, and I think one of the things that's really touched me is, you know, you have like, when you have diabetes, you have, it's not all awesome days. There are days when Hayes is sick. There are days when, you know, your plans get interrupted because you just, you can't just push through it. Um, but one of the things that you've done, I think is pretty, 
typical of you, you guys have team Hayes. And so y'all actively all the time are raising money. And so tell us a little bit about that. So um, we work with JDRF. We, Hayes vividly remembers the girl who worked with JDRF at the time showing up in the hospital. She had, it's called the bag of hope, but he knows she had a backpack. Um, and that it also had a bear that um, he still has, his name is Rufus, and they give it to the new patients because on the pads of its um, paws and also on its stomach and around its hip area, there are sites you can practice injections and finger pricks and all the things. And so the Build-A-Bear clothes fit on him and like you can take him everywhere and he does all the things. Um, but, you know, they were the first people that showed up. They were the people that were on the scene that have known his name from the beginning that are just truly advocates. And we have worked closely with, you know, where's the research money going? And we've been to all these different things and seen all these doctors speak. And, you know, it's one of those things that we just truly believe, even if right now the technology is all we get in Hayes' lifetime, it has changed our, our world anyway, and we don't even have a pump. We just do MDI, which is multiple daily injections, and his Dexcom, which reads his blood sugar, and I can pull it up on my phone. It goes to his phone. It goes to both our watches. Um, it's a real-time blood sugar reading of what's happening with his body at the moment, so we can make quicker decisions and keep his A1C in a closer range, his time and range at a higher percentage, those kinds of things. Um, but we, you know, JDRF has done such a good job of actually being on the ground level with us that we feel passionately about working with them. You research and advocacy and technology, and they have a cute little acronym for like what it all is, but over 70% of any funding goes to the mission, which doesn't all include the cure, but it all includes being there for the kids, doing these things that are fun, connecting them with other kids that have type one. You know, we're in a tiny town there. He's the only kid in our district who has type one. Um, so people we have met have come through those connections with that JDRF chapter and things like that. Um, so it, that is something we do. We raise money year round. All He wrote a book. Um, he actually started it right after he left the hospital, and we just got it finished and published last year. So all um, we donate portions of that. He has all kind of, we do little like fundraisers and, you know, team up with different local businesses. Right now we're wrapping all of that. So like every day my Facebook page is like, and here's A, B, C, D, hurry up. It's going to end tomorrow, you know. And um, I know people are like, okay, be quiet. But, it, you know, he consistently is supported. And for him, our biggest push always comes on his diagnosis day. And up until this year, we have always done basically dollars for days. So, like, the year it was a year, we our goal was to raise $365 that day. Like, in that 24 hours. Um, so this year, it would have been $1,827, and I haven't really ever shared, but we actually made it. We didn't set it as a goal, but we did make it. Um, I just felt like with COVID and everything else, it wasn't wise to push it that way. So we just did, if you can donate $5, you know, 
it would be much appreciated because he sees it as people seeing and people knowing and people taking, you know, his interest in and being aware um, is a very tangible thing for him. And so that really helps people kind of step in and show up and that, you know, $5 on Venmo takes this long and all it cost you was your coffee that morning. Mm-hmm. And so it, we did actually make the goal plus some, um, and, you know, but I didn't ever really publicize that because we just weren't working toward that. We were just working toward him feeling seen and known and people show up in droves for this kid. It's incredible. One year Bobby Bones donated. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's incredible. Casey will love to hear that. I will tell her. She's a big Yeah, he, Hayes, Hayes listens every morning. And we turn it on. Alexa turns it on before we ever leave the house. We listen to it in the car on the way to town. And so when, they, when he saw that he donated that year, he was just like, he didn't know what to think. He was so excited. Oh, I love that. So I, um, so if you go, if y'all, if y'all go to Jolie's social media, you can find Team Hayes there. But what she does, like, during this time when JDRF is doing their drive, she has businesses big and small and will do different things. But you can always, it's the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Uh-huh. And so you can always donate, whether you donate in Hayes' name or not. Um, and his book is really easy to find on Amazon. I just go, whenever someone's child is diagnosed, it's, well, whenever, since Hayes' book, two friends have um, had children diagnosed. So it's so easy to go to Amazon, order the book, have it shipped directly to the kid with a note that says, hey, if you ever want to meet the author, I mean, because Hayes has been really sweet. And there's a, there's a young kid in our town, Hayes is, is he Hayes? Is he Hayes' age? Mm-hmm. He's actually just over a year older than Hayes, but they're big buddies. Yeah, so they, and it's because of they're both type one and they connected and you and his mom have connected and just made it, made it a point to make sure that they get to, they visit and they get to spend time together and stuff like that. I love that because we live, what, two hours away from you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not like it's easy for y'all to maintain that friendship, but I love that you guys have both prioritized it so your boys can talk to somebody who says, you know, like, it's just like when you're a teacher, if, 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 if I don't teach what you teach, where you teach, it's hard. I can kind of understand your day, but when you talk to someone who knows, it's just a whole different conversation. It's a level of like, I like how you said, you know, that people see him and know him. And I think it's just a different level when you, you know, they both have the same diagnosis. So I talk to you all day and I'm trying really hard. I'm like, oh, for real. I'm like, okay. But Okay, so I'm going to take a deep breath. <laughs> All that to say, you're a busy woman. Your wife, your good wife, your mom, you're active in your church. You love your family. You guys do a lot with your extended family. You are busy, dawn to desk. You teach. You have your own business. You're a book editor. You do social media. You run Teen Hayes. You make sure Hayes gets to his appearances, his appointments, all the things. So I think like my point here, y'all, is Jolie, do you have a lot of free time during the day? Like, are you sitting around eating bonbons when you're not? Yes, yes, I eat a lot of bonbons. (laughs) Yeah, prop my feet right up. But here's what's funny. Okay, so, so I stole from you the efficient or lazy situation because that is the epitome of me. 
I stole that from you and I have just coined it and taken it. I reference you, but I have taken that on. I am 100% either so efficient or so lazy and I don't know which one it is and I don't care because I only have to do things one time. So, so while I am not always able to do that, I do have a slot in almost every day where I sit down with nothing to do, nothing on my schedule. Usually it's between about four and five. Um, Hayes's pickup time is a little bit later this year, so that's sort of throwing kind of a kink in my timing. Um, but my husband is running in the evening, so if I don't go with him, I still get that little block of time. Um, and that has become so vital to me. Like used to, I just ran and ran and ran and ran and ran and ran and ran constantly. I didn't tell anybody no. I didn't, I did everything well, but I didn't tell anybody no. I didn't sleep. I didn't have a schedule. I didn't whatever. And maybe it was because I was 20 something. And maybe it was because I was crazy. I'm not sure which, but I have learned as I've gotten older to do what I need to do and then take some time and that it's okay to say no to things, even good things, um, and, and go from there. So for me, um, kind of what that looks like is I get up early. I start my day, um, with the quiet time, which you were talking about me sharing that on social media. And that kind of has a funny origin because I was feeling really convicted about, getting up and like whatever I was doing I don't even know if I was going to the gym yet at this point consistently like every day but getting up and just like scroll scroll scrolling on my phone and so finally I was like you know what that that's not going to work I don't want to do that first thing in the morning it's not a good way to start my day it's filling my brain with all kinds of things and my feeds are super curated I don't follow anything that um makes me feel negative or has stupid stuff I my feeds are paired way 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 down if it's not an official I don't want any part of it um and it doesn't take much for me to hit the unfollow like I'm like no you're done bye um but I still felt like that was not how I wanted to start my day so it started just with kind of a conviction of if I'm going to get up and read something it might as well be something worthwhile so I will not look on social media or post on social media before I post some little snippet of whatever I have read this morning. So that's how that started. And now it's, I don't even remember how many days are in my like streak thing on the app. And the only day I had missed with about like 200 days prior to that was one Saturday we were in the camper and I was about to miss breakfast. And so I got up and rushed out to go eat with everybody and then never came back to it um so it's actually could have been longer but I missed it um is that that's how that started the U version yeah, just the U version mm -hmm. so I do I do like one little devotional over there and then during the shutdown I added in quite a bit more reading and I actually just finished one study this week or so but I'm actually doing like getting to sit down now that I'm not because used to, I would drive to the gym and I did my quiet time at the gym while I was warming up. And now that I'm not going to the gym, um, it's back open, but I just had gotten into a really good groove. Um, I've been able to add in some more studies and some more things and spend a little more time with it that felt a little more 
like I was actually sitting in it and not just rushing through it. Um, so I kind of start with that and then all our like lunches and everything I've already done the night before. We get ready. Hayes is responsible for being basically 99.9% independent in the morning. Like you got to get up and get on your way, my friend. Uh, <laughs> so then we, you know, we head out. We're both at school by 730. Um, I get him dropped off right at the beginning of the line. I go to school. Um, and then I'm there all day with notwithstanding like the other day I had to leave and go put a new deck conferencer on him and some things like that. But that's not super normal every now and again. Um, and then when I get him, we try to go straight home and get whatever else done we need to do. Um, all his homework and stuff is to be done as soon as we get home. Like I usually make a snack while he finishes his homework. I don't bring home schoolwork with me other than that I have some administrative duties that sometimes end up being late. I have to be on the phone or have to call a parent or have to follow up with our other director or whatever. Um, but then once we get to like, you know, five o'clock and, and Mr. Gray comes home and things are different, then I, you know, I try to be as present as possible. We're not always doing exactly the same thing and like hanging out. We tried the whole thing, like put your phone up and hang out and that doesn't work for us. Um, <laughs> we were like, we don't really want to watch the same shows all the time or we don't really want to do this or that. Um, but I do try to take, you know, chunks of time. And I feel like once you know how you rest and how you feel rested, it's so much easier to rest. Um, and that sounds like a weird thing, like just sit down and rest, but it's, it's not like for some people reading a nonfiction book is restful. I don't find that restful. I feel like I should go back to school if I have to read a nonfiction book. I'm like, no, thank you. I'll listen to that on Blink is on the way to town. Um, you know, but you know, like I do a load of laundry a day so that I'm not doing laundry all day on any days. I, we, my husband took over the dishes and the cleaning up of the kitchen because that was something that worked well for us. And so now I can walk by that dirty sink and go, that's not my problem. Um, there is a version of me that couldn't have done that. There, there, she's in here. She, she could not have done that. Um, she, now she's quiet and she just says, whatever you want to do about that, get on after it. Um, you know, Hayes has chores and responsibilities. We try to, you know, divvy some things up around here just because we all are doing things, but we have also fairly strict rules about extracurriculars and where we're going to be and what we're going to commit to. And um, I got off PTO. I got off all the things. I'm not on anything anymore. Um, I was like the president of the Friends of the Library. And when they asked me, they were like, well, first of all, we won't charge you late fees. And I was like, listen, you are going at this the wrong way because you know I'm going to say yes to whatever else there is if you're telling me I don't have to pay my light fees anymore. And they're like, but you don't. You don't have to pay them for a whole year. And I was like, okay, well, whatever the other responsibilities are, I'm in. How late are you? How late? Oh, so late. They're always late. Me too. Always. We can't ever turn a book in on time. Mm -mm. If the ones in my overdrive and Libby didn't turn themselves in, they'd be late too. I love Libby. I I switched I it. Even I would get it. I would get the extension for like three weeks, six weeks, whatever the yes. thing is, and it'd still be late. <laughs> oh yeah, they ride around in my car. I'm like, hey, do you check these out? They're your responsibility. And like, well, I can't drive to the library. I'm like, no, but you can tell me they're due. We drive by it every day. Like I'll pull in there for you to drop them off. 
The worst is when he checks out movies, though, because they're a dollar a day. Like, there's times we have $25 for things. But you couldn't just yeah. bought a $5 movie at the Walmart. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but you know I what? I that all the time. But you know what, Jelly? I tell you, like, to hear um, women who are not wired, like you're wired, who are not, you are very organized, you're very diligent, you're very dedicated, you're very disciplined, all of those things. And I know that some women, um, and I have, like, I have a friend in my head who she and I were polar opposites when our kids were little. Like, she was like, chill, let it ride. And I was like, no, no, like, the bow's got to match the dress. Like, it's, so, um, when women who are not wired, like you're wired, I think it's really helpful when we're talking about things that can be seen as like, wow, I do that really well. I love that you also, that's, this is just who you are. You're very real. Your feed, you may be curated as far as what you take in, but you're not super curated as far as what you put out. What you put out is real. If you're having a bad day, um, whether or not you have on makeup, if you have something less than flattering to say about yourself, you are very respectful of your husband. Um, and I love that you don't complain about him or badmouth him or marriage ever. Um, but you're real on your feet. And I think that that women need to see that. Women need to see that you can be really great at, you know, getting your schoolwork done during your conference and before school. But apparently you suck at returning library books. So. Yeah, no, cannot return library books. They got me into a whole year of photo ops for not not having to pay those fines. It was great. And, and it was it's great. Good. I was like, can I pay like a blanket $300 fee for the year or something? Like, <laughs> can we just call this good? Like, I don't know what to do about this. The new library is going to have like the gray wing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the funny thing is there is a wing after my grandmother in there. I'm like, that doesn't like blanket me in or something like <laughs> No. I can't get a buy with a late fee? Like <laughs> no. No. Uh, no, it does not as in fact cover that. Mm-mm. I love in it. Fact, so no, me, I can't. I wanna I wanna ask your feelings question. So tell me, um so when you really got into m- not just letting yourself rest, but making yourself rest, what do you see different about yourself since then? I think I mean Kind of, I was working on a lot of things. Um, I am a product of a home that had a lot of addictive personalities, a lot of, um, just a lot of things. Like if you picked something up off the kitchen table and you put it back, you know, like two centimeters to the right, that was noticed. It was, that's where it went and you had moved it and it, it didn't go there. And so I had a hard time, especially early in our marriage, letting my husband help, letting him have any part of whatever's going on. And some are my own like little neuroses. Like I don't like to go to bed with dirty dishes in the sink. Well, guess what? Right now I don't have to clean the dishes. So it doesn't matter if they're dirty or clean when I go to bed, they're not my responsibility. But there really is a part of me that couldn't have done that. And that's kind of where it has all changed for me is like the just the overall I don't have to be the girl that throws the Pinterest birthday party to love my kid I don't even know that anything matched at his birthday party this year because he wanted an NFL party that I didn't want any part of so I think I bought some little helmets off Amazon and had the lady make cookies and she told me they were the wrong color I didn't even know 
Um, <laughs> so I was like, excellent. They look good to me. Whatever. I have no dog in this fight. So I think part of it is, you know, he's getting older and letting him have some more choices and things that I don't have to control. I just don't feel that same need to control things. Now, don't get me wrong. You put me in a room full of people who are not doing what they need to be doing, and I can snap back into it real quick. We can get this ship in order. won't take but a second. We get it all lined out. Um, But I just don't feel that overbearing need to control everything. I don't have to be on every committee. What I always tell them is, no, I do not have the time to commit to every month. However, when there are special projects or special events or whatever, please assign me a task and I'll be happy to carry it out. Um, You know, so I haven't bowed out completely in such a way that I'm just unable to be reached or unable to be part, but I don't have one hour a month to go sit in a meeting that we talk about what we talked about last month. And that's not only PTO. I had happened with several other organizations and I was just like, this is futile. Like, what are we doing here? You know, if you want me to come in for a meeting, let's have a meeting about something like, what are we talking about? What are our goals? Where are we going? What are we doing? You know, what are, what are we raising money for? What's necessary? What's not? Um, and I think just kind of all of that changed at the same time. At, at the same time, also, I was prioritizing getting to the gym a couple mornings a week. Previously, I am a, just a chronic trainer. I train for things. I've run a half marathon or five or six. I've done three or four triathlons. I've ridden a century ride. Um, and I don't say any of that to brag because I couldn't do it today. But it is more of like, that's what I did. I just trained to do something. And then once I was done, I was done with that. I wouldn't, you know, I could run a half marathon and then not run again for two years. Um, and that's not a healthy mindset either. Like, I wanted, I, when I started going back to the gym this last time, which was, I think we figured it the other day, it would have been in 2014, maybe, March 1st of 2014-ish, um, and I went two days a week with a friend, I was working from home at the time, so like, even though I had to get up early, I could compensate the time out to still get Hayes to preschool and do all the things, um, and then gradually we built in the third day and then eventually she couldn't do it anymore. And I added a fourth day. And then I was like, well, every other day is just so much easier to just get up and go. I might as well go. So then I went to every day. Um, and it just, you know, small changes add up so much that when you start doing one thing differently and creating a new habit, it's easy to associate something new and add in another new habit and just kind of keep going from there. And that's where the big changes come is from the, you know, the long-term little changes. It, you know, just doesn't all happen overnight. I'm going to bust in here. There's a great nonfiction book about that called The Slight Edge, and it's exactly what you just described. So, but Jolie's not going to read it, but y'all can. <laughs> really, we like to, we like to, friend, we have, um, we always say that we have two listeners, and um, <laughs> So it was Martha and Stephanie, if you guys want to know anything more about the book, let me know. So that we, we generally record for Martha and Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> Here, nice to meet them. Gravy. So. Yeah, no, I love that. Blinkist is another little time saver when you don't want to read the same redundant thing over and over again in a nonfiction shooting book. You can just listen on Blinkist. They've pulled out the meat and potatoes. Done. Stop right now. Is that a service? 
Yes. Okay. So you pay, I think it's $80 a year, but literally most of the big, like Brene Brown and Emily, somebody, you quoted her one time and I quoted you and you quoted her back because it wasn't really you. Uh, <laughs> all, yes. All, she don't even know these people's names. Like I don't even, I can't. She is not people. a nonfiction girl, y'all. She's going to write a book someday, but she's not going to read it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know all these people, but I, they're all on Blinkist and you just type it in and then it'll tell you other little things and you can keep going from there. So like books I would never pick up, but I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is about. I'm like, I'll just listen to that. And you can read it too, but I just listen because they're fast. Like, I also don't listen to anything very long. My husband will be listening to, like, a three-hour lecture from some professor at Harvard, and I'm like, I need some radio. Like, meh. I don't have that in me. And I love school and being educated, but I want to go sit in a live lecture or something. I do not want to listen to it on YouTube in the car while I drive. Um, I'm, that's when I'm, like, planning things. I use that time for things. Um, yeah, Blinkist is great because then you don't have to read the whole thing. They pull out all the things they repeat four and five times and just give it to you on a little silver platter. It's great. That That's is great. Write that down. I mean, I, yes, I wrote it too. Amazing. Wow. So, so it just recurs, recurring subscription every year. It's great. Totally worth it. Cause $80. I mean, how many books could you get for $80? Four books. Maybe. Yeah. Especially those they are 25 something dollars. I am fixing to buy there's a book that's called Words Are Magic, maybe, and it looks so good. It's like to help you talk to people, which I don't usually need a lot of help talking to people, but it just is very pretty and glittery and shiny, and like I want to <laughs> buy several of them and give them to people. Has it released yeah. yet? Yeah, last week. What it's, is it called again? Words Magic? Hang on. Words. I'll be going on the Amazon when we hang up. And let me see what it's called. Hang on. I'm not curious. And this girl, she's the author girl. Oh, words are like magic. The author, her name is Emily Alexander Moore. Okay. And we have a mutual friend and she started following me last week, but I don't know her, know her. Like I just got introduced to all this when it launched and I was like, this looks amazing. So Cool. I'm going to get several to gifts, I think. What grade do you teach? Oh. Well, funny you should ask. Uh, my actual classroom, my homeroom students are second and third grade. Uh -huh. But then I do, I run our like high school program, which is this year we're, we only have two seniors. We had um, some not returned due to just the pandemic and crazy and whatever. So we have two seniors in that group and it's like a computer group, but it's it's been just a really huge ministry for me. Um, big kids are not my jam. Like the little people are my bread and butter. But I actually, when Hazelstone Preschool started doing this high school thing part time, it would just go on the days that he was gone and just love these kids and the connection. And like, they're truly doing it because they need somebody to meet them where they are. And it's just super cool. So that I still do. I have another one of our other teachers comes in and does reading with my kiddos and I go with those kids but then also we have a 10th and 11th grade group that is a full class but we let them choose an online elective this year 
Ah. So I'm running all their online electives. So I'm teaching their full gamut of stuff for our 10th and 11th grade class because they picked all kind of crazy stuff. One's taking like national security careers and uh, another one's <laughs> taking like um, home ec. So today I learned that there it, there is actually a difference in frosting and icing. And it is what I had thought it was all along that frosting is the thicker, fluffier one and icing is the thinner one. But you don't call what's on cookies frosting. You call it icing. Icing is on bread, sweet rolls, cakes. All kind of, I was like, this is crazy. So all, all the things. I teach all the things. <laughs> I love it. I just learned something. I learned lots of things new. So one of the things that I really like about you, Jolie, and I love when people really think about each kid and make educational decisions for each kid. I love that as a family, y'all have opted, you work at a private school. You clearly believe in the private school system, but your child goes to public school because it's where he needs to be. And I love that. I love that you guys, that you didn't just like shoehorn in, shoehorn him in and be like, nope, you're going to school with mom. Like, I love that you guys looked at what he needed. So I appreciate that about you. Um, very much is not a, a, our there's not a good place for him to be at our school which I didn't actually know at the time we made the decision um we just felt like socially and I and just the kid he is we felt like he could make a bigger impact on others there than if we pulled him and put him with me um and just put him in like this little homogeneous group of of kids that you know go to church and have family support and whatever and so we've gotten to just kind of meet and know some families that we otherwise wouldn't have through him being there and things like that, which has been neat. Very cool. I love that. We have to, I mean, I, I very much believe that we have to go out and shine his life. And I love, um, you know, like being, when the kids were little, like just getting to go to the school and getting to hug their friends and getting to see their friends. And then in a few years, when Hayes' friends are working at the local grocery store, you'll get to love on them there. Like I went to HGB today and it's like, Casey's friend, Casey's friend, Casey's friend. Hey, he's a friend. Well, and they always laugh because when we coach baseball, um, and I say we, we coach baseball because we coach baseball. Um, my <laughs> husband is the coach and our other friend of ours that coaches with us is the coach, but I'm the team mom. And also I'm in all the group texts because I am helping coach baseball. This is very important to me. And we, <laughs> and so all these little boys are like my little boys. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, come on or whatever. And anywhere they are, they know like, oh, there's Hayes' mom. She's about to come get us. Like we better do what we're supposed to be doing and we better give a hug and we better say hi. And so it's been a fun little, we, we have managed to have most of the same kiddos for most of our teams. And so it's been fun to just watch them grow even just this far, much less later. So we have a photo album that's like senior slideshow and it's them when they're tiny and then they get a little bigger and I keep adding to it as they do goofy things. That was smart <laughs> because I have a senior and today I was like, I have done nothing as far as photos. Her entire life is in a computer. And I was like, okay, perhaps I should be thinking about you know, in a few months when I'm required to regurgitate 18 years, what am I going to do? Brenda, you're probably all ready to go. I'm not ready to go. I have, I have started <laughs> kind of sorting, mm -hmm. but not, no, not ready. Brenda has yeah, it. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah, yeah, it's a task. And so I like when 
they were, I don't remember now if they were in kinder or first grade, but they took a picture that I was like, I will want this picture for senior slideshow. So I started an album right then and I was like, senior slideshow, like this is the album. It doesn't have a ton in it because I don't always remember to do it. But when I come across any of them that I'm like, I'm going to want that one. I just tuck it right in there. Like done and done. So smart. I love it. I just want to say before we go, I am so glad to meet you. I started following you immediately when I got the confirmation that you signed on to come here and speak with us. And you, scripture has helped me. The Carline devotionals is brilliant. I wish I'd thought of that, but keep doing that. I love it. Um, and just tonight, I have written down so many things and you've inspired some things that I've been praying about and that you said, and I'm like, you... I'm going to, I'm going to make some changes that I think I need to do. And you've inspired that, but you've, you've showed me that I can do that little a bit at a time. Um, I work at an elementary school and um, just want to say this real quick. We had two students last year that were type one, one went to middle school and one moved, out, uh, left our school. He moved, but those kids, you know, were so, uh, I just, I got to know them because my office is by the nurse and they'd come in and I mean, they didn't miss a beat and they, you know, one had a pump, one did not you know. They, they knew their monitor and I got, just got to know them. And I was like, they just were strong and, you know, they just went about life, but they, and they just had, they have big things going on in their life. These tiny, one was kinder. Um, I was like, oh my gosh. And so kinder was hard. Yeah. And he, it was just awesome to see them and, and even them like, I was like having a bad day one day and I'm like, you know what, look what this little kindergartner has to do every day. Come on, you can do this. So I'm so glad to meet you, Jolie. Um, I'm going to re-listen to this too. I just feel like, thank you, Christy, (laughs) for giving me some Jolie. I, 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 I need you. And I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I'm around. I'm an open book. I'm easy to contact. I'm fairly responsive most of the afternoons and evenings and mornings. I respond to a lot of people early in the morning. Um, but I, you know, I just love to talk and I feel like God gave us a story to share. It's not our story to keep. Like, that's just so important to me that these things we go through are not for me to just like go through and be like, yay, me. Like, mm-hmm. well, who's that helping? Like, so, no, I appreciate that. And y'all have been fun to chat with. And yes, make your changes, but you got to make them small so that you can stick with them. They've got to be attainable. Yes. We talk about habits versus goals in our house. And little habits are much easier than checking off Sunday goal and then being done with it. Wow. Well, it takes at least 21 days for something to become a habit. So that's, mm-hmm. that's something that I always talk to people because I hear, especially with parenting and stuff, um, you know, like we'll try something with our kids. I'm like, well, it's not working. Well, okay, it didn't work today and it didn't work tomorrow, but it, like you have to keep doing it. So that's, I always tell people when we're talking about habits that don't be frustrated with yourself when it doesn't become easy. And like in my walk, one of the things I, like I'll start a new habit and then I'll like, I'll get into it and it'll be a habit and I'll be patting myself on the back. And I'm like, so like, for instance, I'm either really good at working out or I'm really good at eating better. I do not do the two simultaneously. I'm either really good at eating healthy or getting my water in. Like I, like I'll, I'll make a point, 
right now, last month, it was to go to the gym every day that Nova had football practice. So that's four days a week. It's been great. But then I quit doing yoga and I was like, dang, <laughs> I, I have got to learn. Yes, I've got to learn to do more than one thing at a time. And it's okay. I mean, I'll get it. I'll yeah. Get it. But, yeah. So, so behaviors. <laughs> so Jelly, we and the whole idea behind our podcast is one, because we're all, our stories are all connected and to give, you know, to talk to people about their stories and, and to how your story has helped me and impacted me. But also we are, you know, if, if I made you a mixtape, this is the song I would put on it. And I'm actually giving you one of my favorite songs ever. And I don't know if you like them or not, but it was not, it was a no brainer. Like before I even knew you were coming on, I knew this was your song. And it's um, Joey and Rory. That's important to me. Do you know that one? Who? It's the best. So you, it is, Joey's gone now. She passed away. She had cancer. But um, she, this song is, um, they sing it. And it is about, um, they don't plan their days around the TV set. They pay their bills, stay out of debt. They, um, it talks about how families first and their faith and, all the things that basically it just talks about living a life based on what's important to you. And I, that's one of the things I love about you. There's no extraneous fluff. There's no, like you really focus, you're intentional. Um, you keep the first things first. And I love that about you. So that will be your song on our mixtape. Go listen to it. I love it. Very cool. Go well, check listen, it out. Yeah. So listen to the, newer version not the older version the newer version has slightly better music so, okay and it'll I be can on do that. yeah so we'll and when we so we'll put this video on youtube and then we'll of course put it on our site and then we'll the audio will go to apple and and then what oh and then your song will be on our spotify playlist so we're not actually making mixtapes we're doing spotify playlists because it's 2020 <laughs> the real mixtape okay <laughs> have anything to play it on but my goodness right. I mean, well we could do like an eight track we could play that here because apparently we own an eight track player now and i'm like wait we what true but how do you record on an eight track well you don't you could record on an eight track no actually actually you can that's how they do in radio i worked at a radio station in austin so they use like they, they call them carts, but they're eight tracks. It's an eight they track. pop them in and they have the whole, mm -hmm. Wow. Learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I had no idea. All right. Well, Brenda, do so, you want to take us home? You want to wrap it up? Yeah, you guys, Jolie Gray, she's with an A. Um, she's on Facebook. She's on Instagram. And I'm telling you, Martha and Stephanie, follow her. She um, she's awesome. I'm already a big fan, and um, keep doing what you do. It's it's awesome, and and you've you've inspired. Seriously, tomorrow morning, I am not gonna scroll. That's a big one for me. Oh, but so you know, thank you. You have to not snooze. We didn't even get to know snoozing. Oh my gosh, this isn't over, you guys. Jolie, you have to come back. <laughs> and we didn't talk about yeah, it. Look. Hey, we're gonna not. hit snooze. We're gonna hit snooze on this today, okay. but you're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so All it's right. also we're recording on Thursday. It's quit something Thursday. And Brenda, I just heard you say that you're gonna quit scrolling before you do what you intend to do in the morning. So that's your quit something. Yes. That's my quit something. Yes. Because it, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't feel great. It 
And that you, you've said that this week, Christy, Jolie said it too about how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank you. You're ready when, what is it? The Plato awesome. teacher's ready. To, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So it's like, you can see the same lesson, hear the same lesson, but when you're, until you're ready for it, it doesn't, it doesn't even get in. Yes. Wow. All right. Well, I'm so excited. And yes, I hope to talk to you again. Thank you. Thank you, Jolly. All righty. Hey, y'all. Are you still watching? Are you still listening? We're so glad that you're still with us. If you want to connect online, we're at www.normalbiaspodcast.com or you can find us on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. And our very favorite, if we made you a mixtape, we'd put all those songs on our Spotify playlist for you. All the things.